now, though, what across to America, where there's a real deadlock at the heart of government. It's continuing for a third day. The House of Representatives is trying to elect a speaker. The new Republican majority has spent two days voting on a potential candidate to fill one of the most important jobs in US politics. And in the last few moments, Kevin McCarthy, previously the frontrunner, has just lost a seventh vote. Well, joining me now is LBC News US correspondent Simon Marks, live from Washington. And Simon, I've said it before, I'll say it again, unprecedented scenes in the Capitol. Yeah, absolutely unprecedented. I mean, we've seen nothing like this at least for a hundred years and uh, pretty soon uh, the scenes will be completely unprecedented because if we go into a fourth day of this, well, that surpasses the three days that it took a hundred years ago uh, to elect a speaker. Then there were nine votes involved. So far we've had seven. There's every sign that an eighth uh, is coming. We did have something new in that seventh vote for the first time there was a vote on the house floor for donald trump to become speaker of the house of representatives and it came from congressman matt gates of florida who in many ways has emerged over the last three days as the central figure in the group of far-right hardliners who are absolutely refusing to back uh, kevin mccarthy he's described him as a never himself as a never Kevin, uh, member of Congress, um, there had been theories uh, leading up to the midterm elections that perhaps some of these right-wing members of the Republican Party uh, in the House of Representatives fancied the idea of trying to elect Donald Trump to the Speaker's position in the House of Representatives, while Congressman Gates uh, cast his vote for Donald Trump today. He was the only one in there to do so, uh, but he was still one of 20 Republicans voting against Kevin McCarthy. That's the same number of people that opposed Kevin McCarthy yesterday. So the bad news for Kevin McCarthy is that he doesn't appear to be closing the gap. The good news is that he hasn't lost any ground overnight because there were fears that he might have done so. But this vote comes after uh, Kevin McCarthy made fresh concessions uh, to the right-wing rebels, including giving them an opportunity to uh, force a vote on deposing him as Speaker if only one of them ever decided it was time for that vote to take place. And what's interesting about that is that it really gives you an indication of just how intent this uh, sort of P Putin wing of the Republican Party is on not just exercising influence over uh, the election of the Speaker, but then exercising political influence in the months and two years that lie ahead. Uh, they're not just in this to try and get someone more to their liking in the Speaker's chair. They're in this to try and uh, force... Uh, their right-wing issues onto the legislative agenda. And so whoever ends up sitting in the seat previously occupied by Democrat Nancy Pelosi is going to have an incredibly uncomfortable time because they're going to spend every single day dealing with these, you know, almost two dozen recalcitrant Republicans who will look at legislation uh, pertaining, for example, to, uh, you know, pig farming in rural areas 
areas of the country and will say, well, hang on a second, we want to insert into that legislation um, provision for a ban on same-sex marriage. I mean, this is going to become an incredibly tortuous uh, and problematic uh, role for someone to fill. And someone's got to fill it because the situation that we're in at the moment is that there is officially no House of Representatives. Its members can only be sworn in after a speaker is selected. There is no speaker. And just to remind everybody, the Speaker of the House of Representatives is very different from the Speaker in the House of, House of Commons. This isn't someone who shouts order, order, and imposes the rules on members of Congress. This is a political position. The Speaker gets to decide what legislation comes up for a vote, gets to decide on the rules for debate every time legislation is under consideration, and also is second in line for the US presidency, right behind Vice President Kamala Harris. So little wonder that President Biden yesterday was saying that this just, I mean, frankly, pathetic display that is taking place on Capitol Hill is not just embarrassing Republicans who hoped by now to be considering legislation up on Capitol Hill is actually embarrassing the United States and it is raising on the eve of the second anniversary uh, of the January 6th uprising against Congress is raising real questions about the governability of this country and the ability of this country's democracy once again to survive. This isn't about a violent mob laying siege to the Capitol building this time around, but it certainly is about a rump group of far-right Republicans who absolutely continue to insist it's their way or the highway. And Simon McCarthy being nominated for an eighth time, he's uh, not been elected and voting's going to get underway shortly for an eighth time, apparently. Kevin McCarthy being nominated again this time by Florida Congressman Brian Mast that you mentioned earlier. Um, uh, will this run into a sixth day? Will it, will it take place? Will this be continuing on the anniversary of the, uh, the capital attack? Oh, I think it's highly likely. I can't see any compromise. I mean, I might be wrong, but there's certainly no compromise being floated at the moment that would uh, garner sufficient support um, to pass. I mean, you know, for the logjam to be broken, one of two things needs to occur. Uh, the right-wingers need to back down or Kevin McCarthy needs to stand down. And so far, there's no indication of either of those things occurring. I see that um, the uh, representative from Florida, Brian Mast, who has uh, nominated Kevin McCarthy for this eighth round of voting that is about to take place, uh, is warning that the Republicans are about to squander their opportunity. Well, I mean, you could argue they squandered their opportunity back on Tuesday after the first uh, round of voting didn't uh, deliver a speaker into the chair. Because, uh, you know, look, there are Republican voters out there that backed Republican members of Congress because they liked the message they were hearing. And the message they were hearing in part was that they were going to hold the Biden administration's feet to, to, to the fire on a whole variety of political issues. Uh, and some of the far right promised that they would, of course, be launching investigations into the Bidens, whom they claim, without any evidence to support the claim, are an organised crime family. They promised to be hauling hunting. Biden up before Cong Congress to explain his actions in the past. They pledged to uh, try and impeach the Attorney General of the United States, the FBI Director. 
Well, there's been absolutely no action on any of those promises that Republicans made to voters in last November's midterm elections because we are stuck in a situation where nothing can occur until a speaker is elected to run the legislative agenda in that chamber. And the longer this goes on, uh, the more grave questions it raises, uh, quite literally, about the governability of the United States. And, and, you know, to hear President Biden yesterday talking about the damage that this is doing the United States on the world stage is in stark contrast to what President Biden continues to claim, which is that liberal democracies like the United States and Britain, if only they can band together, they can see off the threat to democracy posed by autocracies like China and Russia. Well, this is one democracy today that for the third day running is basically non-functional. All right, Simon, thank you very much indeed. That's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, there live for us here on LBC News.